This is episode number 242. What does it mean to be kind with Lena Stutz? Welcome. My name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Odds podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I would like to make a few quick announcements. First one being an invitation to our weekly conversation called Survive to Thrive Attitude of Gratitude. What this is, is a series of conversations that take place every single Friday at 10.45 a.m. Central Time, where we explore the connection between grief and gratitude, gratitude and resilience, gratitude and relationships, and many other topics. If this is of interest to you, please consider visiting our website at overcomingodds.today, where you'll be able to find all the details regarding the upcoming conversation. The second announcement that I wanted to make is in regard to our show, and that is if our show has had any form of impact in your life, please consider supporting our work by either making a contribution through our website or leaving us a review on Google, Facebook, or iTunes so more people can find these inspiring and courageous conversations. Now, let's get back to the show. Lena, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Oleg. Absolutely. Thanks for being a part of it. Thank you for having the conversation that you and I had once again, scheduled for 10, 15 minutes lasted well into the hour, but that's to be almost to be expected that even prior to meeting the two of us. And then also thank you for being part of the Saturday call and conversation. It was, it was amazing how I think as a group, we were able to take on a topic that you know, as I mentioned to you earlier, doesn't get talked about enough sexual orientation and how do you really approach it? And I, I think for me, I noticed myself even stopping myself short in so many conversations because A, I didn't want to be appeared as the less educated one or ignorant or uh, offend anyone. I think that's probably the biggest thing. I didn't want to offend someone because in, in talking about some of these subjects, and we were talking about how uh, the language changes. You know, not everyone gets referred by he or she or you. And so being cognizant of that, it's, uh, it's a challenge sometimes. It is, it is. Um, I think we just have to think about uh, respect and kindness for each other. Mm-hmm. And how to navigate that. I think mm-hmm. that was such a good part of our conversation is really wanting wanting to um, be handle things the right way right you know um, giving per, whatever person their individual respect and and acknowledgement and with a with a good and positive way to maybe create a conversation or relationship yeah. So. Do you think kindness and respect go hand in hand? I think they can, and they probably should. Um, maybe sometimes kindness can create a relationship of respect, um, or respect can be 
you know, interpreted as mm-hmm. kindness. Um, so I think I think they walk pretty hand in hand. Um, if you if you don't know maybe the exact way to show a kindness, respect means you're acknowledging someone in their space, you know, or, or even elderly, right? Opening the door. There's yeah. just there's a um, there's a matter of what you would consider respect. Um, and is that kindness? I think so too. <laughs> I've always <clears throat> I've always wondered what is the relationship between the two. Because some of these things that you mentioned is even opening a door or choosing to say hello and asking about their day. How many of these generational things that have been passed down for, I mean, ages by now are the acts of kindness and respect? I know that there's a a mutual, not a mutual friend of ours, a friend of mine within my network. He does this thing called acts of kindness. And I'll be curious to hear as far as how you approach this, but essentially what he does, and I don't know how frequently he does it. I should probably ask him this, but what he will do is he'll do these random, random acts of kindness. So paying for somebody's groceries, holding the door, uh, writing someone a thank you card, all these things. And I recently did a similar thing where I was, I remember I looked in my fridge and I noticed that I had a carton of eggs that was about to expire. It's probably two or three days from expiring. Turns out actually later on that it's a myth that it doesn't actually expire on the same day. But anyway, I didn't know I didn't know that part of the story, right? And so here I am looking at this carton of eggs. There were 17 or 18 eggs, obviously way too much to consume. For me in the next two days, I'll literally have to eat them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner as well as maybe a, a snack. <laughs> so, so I realized that, okay, what's the best way <clears throat> to dispose of the eggs without just throwing them away? I ended up boiling all of them and then went a couple of blocks out from where I live, found a homeless person that was standing in the corner and, and gave him all the, all the hard boiled eggs. But I realized in that moment, just the power of choosing to be kind to someone else's life and like in that situation, I actually, it was such an overall overwhelming feeling, you know, I remember crying and just experiencing all these emotions. And I'm curious to hear in your life, what kind of impact would you say just simply being kind and actually even taking a step back before that, what does it actually mean to be kind based on your perspective? Oh, that's a good that's a good question. I think um, to be kind, for me, uh, mm-hmm. it's 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 the ability to just decide to give of yourself from within. So you choose to do something that is um, what you would consider maybe in your conscious the right thing or a good thing. Whether it's um, being kind can can literally just pass a smile um, mm. to show kindness, awareness of someone else. Being kind can, you know, <laughs> you could help a puppy, you know, um, and you also can be kind to yourself. Um, and I think that makes a difference in your view of kindness mm-hmm. because if we're kind to ourselves, um, giving ourselves a little grace when we look in the mirror step on the scale, um, you know, have something happen. And we think, you know, uh, if you don't go right straight time, a terrible person, you give yourself a little grace of kindness. 
it gives you that ability to express that kindness in those ways of instead of thinking I just got to throw these eggs out you took a moment to actually think I could do something different yeah. that's not that is something that you've learned inside that is from your conscience mm-hmm. you know your desire to do something different you know and and that kindness then was spread so it came from you it started from you making the effort it ended with you because you felt good about it but in the yeah. middle was this gift and this expression that you actually spread something different just a little in the world to this other person by giving them those eggs yeah yeah and i also think in that moment it reminded me of the importance of the people that i choose to surround myself with so steve gamlin's message it for some reason or another it just came out at the perfect time when i was about to decide between throwing the eggs away and, or not knowing what to do with it and i and i i think goes back to the environment maybe i don't know how far back maybe to the points where I was raised and the actions that my parents chose to take in order to show kindness to other people and compassion and all these other things or be patient with Mm -hmm. others. And and after a while, it became my set of behaviors. So in the way it was kind of passed down through their actions to my actions. And in this case, having a simple reminder of Steve's work and the messages that he chooses to pass on, that was enough that was enough to trigger an action, an intentional action within my life to put all those eggs in the pot, boil them, and then go out there and find the person in need, which is fascinating to me. And I I know that you and I share this concept, kind of the power of the environment and your inner circle and how it can really change or shape the trajectory of one's life. Yes, yes, uh, it, it truly can. And we affect it, right? Um, if, if we're not cognizant of how we're affecting other people, if we step into that circle really having a bad day, angry, upset, um, ha- I call it hangry sometimes when we're, you know, haven't had our breakfast and lunch for that day and, um, and step into that circle, we've, we can impact people very differently where if we step in and it's not, it's not this fake sense of positivity right it's that sense of maybe someone else has something to share that'll get me off of thinking my of myself yeah and in that moment they're sharing whether it's good or bad and now you're not thinking about you hopefully and you're able to you know change that expression um and and we do that all day long not even thinking about it when we have these these conversations when we go into the grocery store and we let someone cut in line that has a little child or or whatnot we don't we we don't require a thank you we just want to do that because now in that moment something changed and we're refocused on doing something that's better that's good that's innate that's kind um and that's all it takes that second that moment right um and it's just being aware of that. I think you bring that to the surface and um, look how that awareness, just knowing someone, like you said, in the circle or reading something recently or enjoying people that have that sense. And then how do we impact other people to have that sense? Yeah. 
do you by any chance remember I was, this was actually a question I was going to I meant to ask you the first time you and I connected not necessarily the first time but a uh, I guess a pivotal moment in your life when you begin to realize that you not only do your words matter but your actions do influence other people's lives do you remember that moment in your life when then not once again not exact date time but more so like a uh, general landscape of it all when it made sense that man the things that i'm actually doing and how i'm interacting and engaging with other people it does make or break someone else's day yes uh except uh, i have to give a caveat there i've had to do that multiple times mm. and i think i fall off the wagon right i get on this great knowing exactly how to you know my thoughts of impacting people and i fall off and then i get reminded again so i would say probably most recently would have been after after coming through um cancer and dealing with groups within that and then family and friends and how all that fleshes out and um for a little while it it was pretty selfish not really, but in a sense, selfish because I needed, I still needed people to be thinking of me and what's wrong yeah. with me and how am I, yeah, I survived. Now the, the hard part is happening. And, and yet the best thing that happened was I had to understand that that survivorship, if I didn't explain how I was feeling and, and, you know, also turn that around and find out how other people were feeling. So it, it changed my perspective of understanding survivorship, depression after survivorship, surviving survivorship, which is a weird concept that I didn't do anything about, but it's real. And, and how those words were the most impactful because they affected whether someone wanted potentially to live or die because they were that sad, that depressed, that hurt, that, everything after this big high this big great thing of surviving to this big crash of surviving survivorship mm. um, but that was that's probably my most memorable pivotal moment um to be very conscientious of more conscientious of words and actions and and what i'm supposed to do in life as far as be really responsible um of how i affect other people um especially myself mm -hmm. what is surviving survivorship like i can't say i've ever heard that before <laughs> i don't know that there's a i don't even know that it's a specific term what that is is that you get to coin that now <laughs> survivorship of whatever a tragedy uh you know in this case a, a devastating illness of cancer but surviving means you've gotten through you're considered a survivor you've gotten through your survivorship means maybe you've finished your treatments and you're you know you're on a good path you've maybe gotten a pretty good bill of health or a great bill of health or whatever that case may be and then everything changes so you don't have to go to the doctor every day you don't have to friends stop checking in because they consider that you're all right um, family members either may have actually just completely left um, the situation because they don't know how to manage it or manage yeah. you going through it. Um, you may have had to jump back into work or you may never have stopped work. Um, 
a lot of the drugs um, that are treatments for many diseases, including cancer, like chemo, are affect feelings, emotions very much uh, deeply and can create all kinds of depressive thoughts uh, up to suicide. So surviving survivorship means you've gotten through it. The expectation of this got through it is a big hooray. When it gets quiet, a few minutes later, you have to decide now to survive. That's mm -hmm. and the path changes and your thoughts change and how how your life progresses from there is different. So you decide if you want to be involved with other people that are going through that and stay involved in that circle. It's very hard if you survive cancer and you're now in a circle of people that are still going through either just diagnosed, going through treatments, or maybe they're in much worse condition um, of the disease and their prognosis is not so good and you're still navigating through that group now there's choices and that choice is that you have to consider if someone were talking to you and to inspire you wanted to make sure that you aren't so depressed dark and feeling despair for something that should require cheer that despair of surviving, how to speak through that. And there's ways, and it's acknowledging that this is real and how to walk people through that and, you know, suggest counseling, talk to family members, tell them how this impacts them. Sorry for the long story, but that's, uh, that's kind of what it's about. Do you fear it? Do you fear possibly getting cancer again, having had the experience that you have by now? Um, yes. Absolutely. Uh, you can't avoid that feeling, especially in the first um, significant years out. Uh, yes. Do I do I let that be my first thought? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, do I count on other people that go through this to have those conversations openly when you're going to the doctor for that checkup or those kind of things and being able to really talk about it? much more openly than I'd have ever imagined. Yeah. But fear is, fear is still there. Yeah. And uh, fear and faith. Faith can negate that fear. You know, faith that it's going to be okay. Faith that you're going to get a good answer. I've been curious about it. And that's why I asked you that question, because some of the stories and perspectives that I've heard, not even only related to cancer, but other situations is this mindset that just because X, Y, and Z overcome a particular state or condition, then they no, no longer fear it. But I really started to question that because I didn't have the same experiences. When I've had difficulties, I still think about them. Once again, I think what you mentioned as far as, is this my first thought when I roll out of bed? Probably not. And if it is, I don't give it the time to consume the rest of the day. But I think there is something real about just acknowledging the journey for what it is and knowing that just because I faced this X, Y, and Z years ago, it doesn't mean that I can't face it again moving forward. And, and I think there's what you just described. I think that's an important thing for me, at least to acknowledge is that it, it's a real thing. And, and I think maybe sometimes it's also okay to fear certain things. I think there is 
fear is an interesting thing and I'll be curious to hear how you understand it. But for me, I think fear is to some degree is an honest acknowledgement of what it, the situation is. Now, not sugarcoating it, not putting any other layers on top of it, but really just acknowledging that, yes, I might be afraid of experiencing this thing again, having gone through the experience myself and having seen all the different things within that. Yes. Oh, yes. Would you say that the fear of something repeating mm -hmm. a little mental preparation for it? Probably. I think it could be. I think it could be if I take the actions to reflect upon it and to really learn it. I, I have also learned throughout my experience that when I didn't choose to reflect or journal or whatever the form was, that the fear actually became greater prior to the event happening, which I think partially led me to the belief that to a degree, I believe I do attract the circumstances into my life. Mm. I don't know if it's always the case, but I think it's just like anything else. If I choose to focus on being in a particular situation, experiencing bankruptcy or whatever it is, then I don't see it any, I don't see it any differently than choosing to focus on a goal, right? Like when you have a goal at hand and you choose to put all of your energy towards it, how is that any different than choosing to put all of your energy towards the second or third or fourth time that you're going to experience a particular hardship? That's a, that's an excellent point. I think you, you nailed it because if you take the moment, I think it's a moment, right? You don't have yeah. to focus and you take the moment and let's say you do think of that fear, whatever it is. Um, and you take a moment to write it down and write three things. Let's say, uh, that, what would I do if this happens? Or how do I feel if this happened or whatever the case, you know, or what did I learn last time that if this happens again, these are the three things I'm going to know what to do. Right. Or one thing, anything, it gets it off, off the brain. And you, you do go back to that. Like you said, this way, you're not bringing it back to you. You're acknowledging that fear came up. Okay. Or even if you write yourself a note and say, I'm not think I choose not to think about this today. Yeah. I mean, anything that gives you something to, yes, get that out of your head, not be your goal and focus on the rest of the good stuff. Uh, I, I, it's, you know, that, that sounds like the, the, the best path forward. What would you say in looking back at this whole experience and not to turn the question back on you, but <laughs> in learning about this particular experience that you went through, what were the things that you learned about yourself? about the people that surrounded you? I mean, did, did your circle get bigger? Did it get smaller? Um, both. The circle got smaller in um, maybe in the family and the people that I shared um, that, that I was even going through it. The circle got bigger in the support group that I um, was able to be a part of and the medical <clears throat> doctors and staff that walked through me, walked with me, took care of me, and <clears throat> were a part of the whole process and journey. So both of those. 
what did I learn was that I do have more strength than I thought I had, even though I thought I was a strong person. I do have probably more patience than I typically give. And, um, and I have to remind myself of that. Um, and you know, I have more faith than I probably have ever had that things will be okay. That, that you don't know from one second what's going to happen. Yeah. You don't know from one second. So if you take it in the smallest, smallest, smallest picture and, and say, I don't know in the next second. So just have faith that things will work out okay. And then I'll, all of those learning things will come back to the surface for whatever need, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and move me forward. Yeah, I, I could relate to that. I think that concept of inner belief and understanding that somehow things do work out. I remember recently trying to explain what it means to trust the process and literally just running out of words in that, <laughs> not knowing how to communicate that. Because I think to a degree, in my opinion, it, it's a feeling. It's one of those things that you know, once you know, you know. There's no other way to explain what it actually means to believe in the fact that things will get better over time and that nothing in life is permanent. I think everything is temporary, every hardship, every moment, every experience, and somehow understanding that. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if it was just previous experiences or just some other wisdom that was passed on to me from whoever it is that I encountered along the journey, but th there's something about it, that concept of self-belief that truly is powerful and can transform, I think, one's trajectory and one story. Do, do you think you learned that? Where would you, who would you credit that to? Is it your parents? Is it someone else? Um, probably all right as you go along your life experiences maybe it was a you know maybe a, a good teacher or just people around um uh I, I would say just as i walk through you know friendships and mentors and leaders and you know um best friends and just sisters and you know uh people in general just um uh figuring out as you walk through whatever it is and uh you get these little nuggets of how to how to handle things and you know thought processes and then also thought processes you don't want you learn yeah. also what you don't want and you know that you know mm -hmm. from from you know going through you know childhood and and these things you learn what you don't want to learn too yeah. you decide then that, that those are things to set aside and and what's going to be a better thing to grow on and absorb and you know continue with in life and i think nope. that's equally as important in knowing what you don't want just it is as what you do want yeah. in fact i wish as when i was younger that's one of the questions that was asked more often is what do you not want i feel like there's so much there's a lot of focus on what you do want and i think there's a lot of value in that question but then there's also a lot of value in the other question. And that is, what do you not want? What are the groups that you don't want to be 
a part of what is the energy that you don't want to be surrounded by. So I think in what you just shared, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of value within that in understanding it and then choosing to take action from it. Lena, what are you doing right now as far as the work goes? And for those that are listening to this, what are some ways that people can connect with you? Um, I, I have a small business and I do a lot of facilitation for um, work, which just means connecting people to the work they need to have provided, connecting people to jobs um, through affiliations with other companies and um, connecting services, helping them figure out what they need as small businesses to get them some help, whether it's virtual services or virtual management like myself. And where can people find more information about your work or who you are, your background or anything like that? Sure. Uh, probably LinkedIn is the best. I live on LinkedIn practically. Um, so uh, yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, please consider subscribing to our future episodes so you can receive all of the latest content. Also, if you like what we do, consider supporting our work by making a contribution through our website at overcomingodds.today or leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google. Once again, we thank you for listening and we'll look forward to having you next time.